Alright, so we just finished speaking out the Kriyashma, which is uh, with all of its Tikkunim. And now moving over and uh, to the paragraphs of Kriyashma itself. The, besides the first Pasuk and the Baruch Shem Kvod Mohuso, the subsequent uh, paragraphs that follow. Now, um, there are fundamentally two paragraphs of Krishma. Uh, the fundamentally meaning the Teresa or Yep. Uh, the third paragraph is artificially added over there. That's a Vayomer. Uh, the, We'll discuss, you know, why that is, but that is uh, not a part uh, of the obligation of saying Shema, for sure. Because it's not a part of Shema. Um, but uh, so in the two paragraphs, so once a person has said uh, Shema, so then the uh, Ramchal told us there is still a little bit more work to to finish up. Um, So it's the Hashlomo Sa'inyan, yeah? And that Hashlomo Sa'inyan is going to have in the three main parts. One is Kabbalos Omachuso Ve'ahavoso. We're going to have to understand what is the unique place of Ahava in the Kabbalos Omachuso. So the acceptance of, of the um, heavenly yoke of, he- of kingship, right? And love of Hashem. Interesting, that juxtaposition those two um, number two is the Kabbalos all mitzvahs the acceptance of the yoke of mitzvahs meaning the acceptance the intellectual acceptance of doing all the mitzvahs that it says in the Torah that's going to be Vayayim Shemola the second paragraph and now the Ramchal adds over here which again like I said is not fundamentally part of Shema is mentioning of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim we see the Chazal went and they appended the paragraph of Vayomer, which is re- fundamentally a paragraph of talking about the obligation towards tzitzis. Um, but towards the end of that paragraph, there is a mention of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, so that is brought in over here, okay? Because it's a Hashlama Sa'inyan, uh, finishing off the, the, the topic, we'll see exactly how, of... Um, of what we're doing over here in Shema. Okay, so first of all, in Parsha Rishona, so uh, that Ramchalji is defined as being Kabbalos Ol Machuso and the love of Hashem. Um, so, first of all, wh- why is the Kabbalos Ol Machuso Shemaim? Um, fundamentally mi'ahava, right? So we said that, uh, step number one, I'll just take a step back. You have to remember that the first posuk of Shema, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem Achad, which is the Spitz, Kabbalah Salamachu Shemayin, that's what we've been speaking about until now already for uh, day, two, two sessions, right? Um, that's really the first, the first sentence of the whole paragraph, right? So we, one has already uh, declared Malchus Shemaim, right? Or Malchus Shemaim. So now, one is coming to do that Be'ahava. 
And as you recall, we discussed the difference between Ahava and Yira, that Ahava is um, where the person, where this is the fulfillment of what the person wants to do, this is what he himself wants to do, as opposed to something that's externally imposed onto the person. Um, for example, let's take Mesir Snafish, right? We spoke about the obligation to have a to have in mind that during saying uh, Shema, person has to have in mind that he's prepared and willing to uh, give up his life for the sanctification of the divine name, right? So now, obviously, the 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 example of that is Rabbi Akiva. He actually did that, right? And uh, the, the Talmudim asked him, "What Rabbi Ad Khan, So far, the obligation goes that even you know that you have to do this. That you're being this is how you're going to go leave this world after everything." So he said to them, "What do you mean? All of all of my days, I was waiting for this. I, I was waiting for this, right? So that definitionally then is not Miyira. Miyira is." where there's something besides me, something outside of myself, something very great, very awesome, very, you know, uh, imposing, whatever that may be, and, you know, I can't take a step back, I put my own um, desires or, or existence to the side. Um, that... Uh, it, it, that cannot lead to a mysterious nefesh because mysterious nefesh is giving up everything wh- whatever level of or whatever I have towards that thing but it, why would I give up myself for that why would I give up my life for that thing for that other thing yeah. we're speaking in general terms right now Right. Okay. Um, If you ever think about, it will always be some sort of a trade, right? A trade-off. Well, this is really, um, I I don't want to get punished, or I don't want, you know, uh, or or whatever. uh, This would be, um, this is this other being is so powerful, or or whatever. I'll take a back seat. I'll, I'll, but if it's if it's a loss of my own existence. Yeah, then the morale explains that that happens only through the fact of, of Ahava, where I want this for myself, where this is my existence, this is called living, this is um, a, a person, no matter how much they work on themselves, can never leave themselves, can never leave who you are. You can never become disinterested in your in, in your own existence and become interested in some other existence because that uh, definitionally right I'm fundamentally tied into my own existence right so it, it simply said simply said everyone is fundamentally selfish Okay. Um, so then, how can so then how can a person ever be altruistic? So one one option is well, because I'm scared of the consequences of not being altruistic, or I'm going to feel really bad if someone you know I'm going to be I'm embarrassed or or, or uh, 
you know, etc. But but that can only go so far because, okay, bad or not bad, but like I mean, if this is gonna like, there's only so much I'm willing to give up. I'm I am giving up for that, right? But like, you go beyond that, you're like no, no, that's already getting to my you're cutting into my flesh, right? You, you, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not willing to give that up, right? So then, so it's not really true altruism. It means you're just saying either you know, on a very, very simplistic, childish level, you know, uh, let's say someone was afraid, you know, either give charity to this poor person or I'm going to punch you in the nose, right? Okay, well, well, I'd rather give up this money than get punched in the nose, right? So... Uh, or on a more slightly more sophisticated level, I'm going to use guilt, right, to make you feel bad, and uh, then you'll give money to this poor person, right? But uh, that's that's not it's not really truly altruistic, right? And therefore, if enough pressure, if if if, if it's going to be enough, okay, not just a little bit of money, all your money, or, or the money of all of your life, or you know, you're never going to see the light of day. You know, th- th- at some point, even the guilt and even the whatever and even the all is going to say, okay, I, I don't care. Like, this, I'm not willing to live like this. Right? No matter how, you know, every, the, all, every yoke will be thrown off at some point. Yeah? Because at the end of the day, you know, my pr- first and foremost priority is existence. So what is true altruism? True altruism is where I recognize that my existence includes that other thing, that other person, let's say. Right? Let's, let's talk about a wife, right? I recognize that you know, she and I are one person, that her, that her existence, her happiness, right, is that's, that's, a, that's meaningful for me. Right then, I'm not giving up. Uh, I'm not, I'm not um, you know, giving up of myself. On the contrary, I'm doing for myself because because this is this is uh, this, this is this is just a greater me, right? I, I, and I care about her the same way that I care about myself. Right? So the that, that's by the way the. The ultimate of that is the recognition that really I am one with Hashem. Recognition of saying Hashem Hashem He's one, and and my existence is really just some sort of an extension of His existence. And if I could make it that my whole priority and my whole interest and my whole purpose is the Kvod Shemayim, then I become one with Him, and then. Maral explains that's why Rabbi Akiva on the contrary in that death he reaches a state of really not dying he's, he's one with Hashem right that's, that's the greatest level of existence a person can have right and um, the 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 um, that, that, that's how a person can 
I'm trying to remember who explains it. It could be the morale. I don't remember exactly, but the it's poshut. The the Rabbi Akiva said, Right? Love your fellow as you love yourself. That's the big, that's the overarching principle of the entire Torah. I mean, it's a nice vort, like if you're, like the, if the NCSY director, you know, like says it to the, to the 14 year old, you know, girls, like that's such a nice thing. Be, be, be nice to one another, be friends. Very cute, right? But like, Really, like all the mitzvahs in the Torah, that it's, that's what it's all about. It's just we have to learn kamocha, right? So, the, the point is, the only way you can love another person as you love yourself is by connecting to the oneness of Hashem and to the fact that it's all one existence, right? And and and, and everything becomes one. Yeah, that, that's what Rabbi Akiva reached. It's not, it's not by coincidence that Rabbi Akiva is the one that said, right? And he's the one that died, that gave up his life, happily, gladly, lovingly, right? Um, with leaving with the word echad on his lips, specifically the word echad, one, right? Because the recognition of that oneness is what made him be happy to give up his life, as Kiddush Hashem. I, not as an extreme example, but I think just to make sure I'm understanding the idea correctly, with I think it was Rabbi Israel's Salanter and Yom Kippur, where he was walking past the, the home with the baby crying. The what? He was walking past the home and there was a baby crying. Okay. And instead of going to go, he was supposed to be davening or something like that on, on at the Kol Uh-huh. And he ended up staying with the baby because the baby was crying because he determined that that was the way that I'm supposed to serve Hashem right now instead of going to go daven. Okay. Is that kind of the same idea? Either way, it's like serving Hashem. Well, technically, if you're, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Rabbi do do it for the radio, but technically that could be from here as well. Maybe she says, listen, if I walk by here, would we, uh, leave this baby to cry is like, Hashem is going to be so angry with me, right? He's going to be so disappointed with me. You know, every what's all of my Torah worth and what's all my tefillah's worth if in the meantime I'm I'm you know doing this. This is uh, this is not what Hashem wants from me, right? And therefore, even though I would love to go there and daven so loudly and so passionately, but instead I'll I'll sit here, right, and I'll do this. Um, so one way that you can check it is are you doing it gladly are you doing it joyfully right or are you doing it kind of resentfully right? it's still so serving you, Hashem though right because like one either one would be serving Hashem the question is are you are you are you recognizing that the, the needs of this baby are my needs right and, and and by taking care of this baby this is like what I want to be doing right or is it no I really would like to be in Shuldabi but um, okay like yeah what can I do right now right. I'm, I'm kind of stuck in here I'm trapped okay. do you really need to go that far to do it badly I mean, do, it sounds like what you're saying to do, to do something to do a difficult a mitzvah that you wouldn't naturally want to do gladly you have to put Hashem's Ratzon into your own like no no you have to put no, it no, into, no. into your no, own no. self theoretically you could still do it gladly 
even even Miura, because I, 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 I'm what I'm thinking, one second. Go ahead, speak out. You're giving a cheshbon to that. Yeah. I want to serve Hashem. Whatever, whatever way, of, whatever Hashem wants me to do, I'm going to do gladly because I want to serve Hashem. Hashem doesn't want me to, to daven right now. I want to help the baby, to help the baby. Meaning, it's like it's a simple calculation. Like you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Right. But Hashem doesn't want me to go daven. He wants me to do this. If I go daven, I'm doing against Hashem, and I want to serve Hashem. Oh, so so what's it? So 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 what those are two. You just you just switched in the middle. Me. If the point is, I I want to serve Hashem. Yeah. So then. I am I am getting to do what I want to do. I'm right now doing what I want to do. Ah, that you're saying that is what you're saying. That's Ava, right? Okay. But but if it may not be Ava of the baby, maybe just Ava of Hashem. Right. Would be a lower level. The higher level would be to recognize that the baby is, is a part of that one existence, and therefore, ah, okay. uh, you know, that that's that's real. That would be really you know, like literally taking care of. You are close to Hashem right there, not just that. You know, I want to serve Hashem. This is what He wants from me, but really, I prefer to be serving Him a different way. I prefer right. you, you. You do whatever you want. There's no preference. It's, just, it's, a, it's a. Well, do you have? Do you, are you seeing in this a connection to Hashem or not? Are you seeing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but let's not let's not get too sidetracked. Um, but uh, that's so. Uh, why did I go into all this? I'm, try, I'm trying to link up. I mean. Rochel is just saying a pasuk, right? The pasuk says, which means the kriyishma, which is kabbalas malchus shemayim, with the the, you know, the absolute recognition of the oneness of Hashem and the malchus of Hashem and the mysterious nefesh for that, right? That all it has to be done be'ahava, right? We're trying to just link up um, what what is the unique place of the ahava here. As opposed to Yira, why don't we have to do it from Yira? Yira is also very important, right? So he's saying that because the, the, the recognition of the oneness of Hashem is um, really a way for us to link up, to become one. Ahava is a linker. It causes for me, if I love you, then you and I are one. Yira is a, is a spacer. It causes me to take, a, to take a step back, to take a step away, right? Um, so uh, the, the recognition of the oneness of Hashem and even and the expression of that with the, with the mysterious nefesh, those are those are uniquely linked to Ahava. Okay, All, again, could, might need to start with you, but uh, ultimately it, it should be resulting in Ahava, as the pasuk says. I have to, as a Shem Lokech. Okay? Bechol Vavachol, Bechol Navshechol, Bechol Meodecha. That's one. That's one sub-part of the Kabbalah Tomachu Shemayim that we learn in, the, in that paragraph. Second is not just yourself. And here what we're saying is that the Kabbalah Tomachu Shemayim is the definition of myself. That's what I'm trying to say. Right? Ava is definition of myself. This is who I am. As opposed to Yira is it's not me, it's him. Right? I'm awed. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm 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 a little I'm I'm shriveling up right now, right? Which is very important. But 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 that has to then lead to oh, but actually this is me. The recognition, this relationship to this, the service to that. That's actually me. That'll be that'll bring to Ahava. Right? Ahava is unification. Okay? So that's the definition of myself, that's my Atmius. Next, second step is to extend that to one's children. Right? That's Vishnantam Lavanach. 
You should teach that to your children. So that's my children are an extension of me. It's not like my my core self that that was we just dealt with as the Ava, right? But now it's, it's, it's my children are an extension of me to take that Malchus Shemayim not just in myself, but to extend it to my children. Okay, which are an extension of me. Next after that is fine. I am I am an, a true Eved Hashem, and my children also. But what about all the circumstances and all the situations that I find myself in my life? The 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 the, the, micros, the, the happenstances, right? When I'm in traffic, when I'm when I'm when I'm traveling somewhere, when I'm uh, when I'm uh, in a certain business uh, deal or lawsuit or whatever it is, right? Can I can I bring Omachushamayim in there as well? Yeah. So that so the, so that is the next step of all the different situations that you're in to bring Hashem into there as well. To bring Malchus Shemaim in there. And then... What's the third one? Third one? No, no, we, that, was, that was all still me. That was me. That was full love. We didn't go into what they are, but we, we could, right? That, that's all still defining my love. They are hafta as Hashem look at You should love Hashem. The resources is still an extension of me. That, that's me loving Hashem. Me uh-huh, loving. Uh-huh. I should love Hashem with all this. Okay. Yeah? Then there is my children, which is an extension of me. Not me anymore. Extension of me. A little bit beyond. Now it's the circumstances around me. It's the world around me. Wherever I go, a little bubble... Imagine like this, me, I draw a little stick, a stick figure, a little man, right? Mm-hmm. That's me. Then, draw, uh, you know, attach to it, like a little, little smaller mini-me's, right? Okay, and then draw a bubble around the me and the mini-me's perhaps, right? And all that environment as well. That the envi- I carry with me a bubble, I carry with, it with me an environment of Mahu Shemaim. Any situation I go into, that bubble, that becomes the, the, the airspace around me. Okay. What does that mean practically? Meaning that wherever you go, you, you do the Ratsan. You do your own Ratsan, which you made the Ratsan. Well, what, we're saying is, what we're saying is that there's difference. There's one, one thing, just me in, my, in a room, just sitting, thinking, this is who I really am. But then when I go out there and, I'm, and I engage with, with the environment, right? That I that I make that come out from myself out into the environment that's around me. Okay. And then and then the final step of that is the is the placement of the mezuzah on the on the doorpost, which is that your house becomes that be, becomes a place of Malchushamai. Which is a bigger chiddush because you're, it's, it's even when you're not even in the house, it means the environment that you're in, the little bubble, you know, the bubble that you carry with you. That's that's because you're there, right? But we're talking about the, uh, where where the even I mean we have to talk about why it has to be my house, but even when I'm not there, this is still a place where Hashem is king, even without me in it. 
house. It's in the doorway. It belongs to Hashem. Okay, but that's... Like a name tag? Like it doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean anything. Why? I mean, your actions are what dictates whatever. It would bring Malchut to my mouth. But just some name tag? Not there. Right, so that's what I'm saying. How, so how can you do it? Okay. All you have is a name tag. So, I mean, I think, I think what, I think what Zachary is asking is, um, you know, in what way? In what way? Not how can you do, but in what way does it do that? Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, if you think about it, uh, your house, it's it's not just a. For, for example, right, a um, a shul, yeah. Pashtus is not chayven mezuzah. It's not a house. A house is an extension of the person himself. Right? Um, you look at the, 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 the morale in Der Chaim and Perkiavos explains the progression that the first, the Mishnais in the first Perkiavos first deal with Tikkun of the person himself, who you should be, and how you should treat other people, family members around you. And then, what your house should look like, right? The, open to guests, all that type of stuff, right? So that that to a certain extent would be operational, even if you're not there. The, the, the hanagas of the house, it's it's a little world that you make. The house is is, is a place where it's, it's your world. You 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 define it, right? You you're like, you're like the uh, it's a It's a place of where you have dominion. And therefore, you set it up as a miniature Malchus Shemaim in there. You leave the door open and you have a plate of cookies. That's already that's that's already your personal you know, things. I'm not, not not getting into right now how you do it, but, but the point is that it's that it's uh, something that uh, is shy to be done. Yeah, that that uh, that the house is still an extension of the person, and therefore, person could be miyach in that. He could designate it that this is a place where Hashem is king. Now, obviously, on some level, Hashem is king in the entire existence, but that's the more hidden. Right now, Hashem is not, you know, Hashem is, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is currently our God. Not yet, but in the future, He'll be Hashem Achon. He'll be one in the, in the whole world. Hashem, uh, right? So that's, that is a... But right now... Out in the street, it's a Rishus Arabim. Everyone's got their own agenda. Everyone's a, maybe no one's in charge, so to speak, right? This is Rishus Ayachim, my house. So therefore, it's Hashem's. I, I, the message, I give it over to Hashem. It's Hashem's house. He's in charge. Yeah. Okay. So that's the tikkun. Those are the tikkun. Those are levels of bringing down the Malchus Shemaim that we established in the first pasuk, right? To bring it into ourselves, into my atmosphere, who I am, definitionally, this is who I am. That's only love brings it into myself, right? As opposed to here, I'm kind of forced into it, right? Even if it's from awe, not from fear, but even in awe, it's still not me. So that Ava is the definition of who I am, then into my bonum, or an extension of me, then into my little bubble, my environment, you know, my, my, the, the, my state of mind that I travel with, that I interact with people, how I interact with other people, how I interact with situations. That's uh, and then finally is even your house itself, and that's that's with the mezuzah. Okay, that's all. That's all.
Kabbalah's um, Omal Chuso Vavoso. Next, we move into the second paragraph of Shema, which is Vayaim Shemoa. Now, Vayaim Shemoa, the Ramchal explains exactly one sentence on it. That he calls it, that's the Kabbalah's Old Mitzvah. Right? Which uh, brings things down. Vayaim Shemoa doesn't talk about Hashem as king. It talks about if you listen to Hashem's commandments. It's already talking about the commandments, talking about the Torah, keeping the Torah. Right? Now, the morale points out, it's not per se talking about the doing of the mitzvahs, it's talking about the intellectual acceptance of the doing of the mitzvahs. If you listen, it's, it's a concept of, of shmir, of understanding, uh, which dovetails perfectly into, the, the Ramchal does not go into this, but this is how the, the morale understands the Gemara and Brachas, and Daf, Nope. Somewhere are they in the Lamets? Nope. The Gemara talks about why is the Shema before Vayim Shemoa, and why is Vayim Shemoa prior to Vayomer? It says, it says, it says basically because Shema has in it Kabbalah's all Malchut Shemaim. So this is, I'm already building the morale into this. You can go back, learn the Gemara, learn the morale in the Silva Voda Perakas, eighth chapter of the Silva Voda. Yeah. So uh, first paragraph is Kabbalah for Malchus Second paragraph is Kabbalah all mitzvahs, but it's still it's it's an acceptance in an intellectual acceptance and resolution to do that. And therefore, that's relevant even by nighttime. I can still at nighttime intellectually be resolved to do all mitzvahs, even though basically all mitzvahs disappear at night. Positive commandments. There's not too many positive commandments that you can do at night. Very, very few. Anybody think of examples of a positive commandment that a person can do at night? What? That's more in intellectual realm. Talking about in the realm of doing. Okay, we're talking about a, uh, it's a, a, a mitzvah, like a... Do you go to sleep on time to wake up early the next day for now? No. Talking about a mitzvah, let's say a mitzvah, do you, do you make a bracha? Make it more... Food? No, no, not... I share kiddushon with What? Uh, mitzvah, you know, like a classic mitzvah, no Menorah, which menorah? Or Hanukkiah. Oh, the Hanukkiah, okay. Okay, so, so, the, so the one example that stands out is an exception to this rule that usually you don't have positive commandments to do at night time. Okay? The one exception that stands out is Achilles Matzah. Achilles Matzah and Achilles Korum Pesach on the night of Pesach. And it stands out so much, it's so weird to have a positive commandment at night. It's so strange. They you know what we say? Right? This night is weird. It's very different. What's going on? You have positive commandments on this night. Usually you don't have positive commandments at night. I didn't hear okay? that question. What? I didn't hear that question in relation to that. That's a good question to ask. I haven't heard that at the Pesach table. Why do you have positive commandments at night? The Gon says that is the question everyone always asks. I haven't heard that. Not at the, not at the Manish Tanah Halayla Hazeh. 
Why Ze is masculine? Lila is feminine. Why are you calling it Lila Ze? It should be a Lila Zos. So the Golan says, that's the question. The question is, Manishtana, a Lila, that it's a Ze. It's a Zacher. It's like a Yom. Daytime is masculine, nighttime is feminine. Lila, feminine, Yom, masculine. Why is this Lila, which is a fa- fa- women are exempt from Mitzvah Sasei? Yeah? Men are obligated to say. Men shy today, Mitzvah say. Women shy tonight, no Mitzvah say. Manish the Lila, why is this night a Zeh? Why, why is it a masculine? Why is there positive commandments on this night? Okay, we're getting sidetracked. Just such an awesome girl. Yeah. Okay? So, um, so the point is that Vayayim Shamoa is still uh, is intellectual. It's the it's the intellectual acceptance. In other words, we can say learning Torah, learning Torah, the resolve to do the mitzvahs, etc. That stays even at night. Person still has to, person that can't at night say I'm not, I don't accept upon myself to do the mitzvahs of Hashem. Right? Even at night, you you have to have that intellectual acceptance, which is why we're high to say Vayayim Shemoa even by nighttime. But Vayomer. Which is actually talking about doing the mitzvahs. Third paragraph of Tzitzis, yeah? Talking about Tzitzis, remind the person to do mitzvahs. Tzitzis, right? They, they, they're right here. You see the mitzvahs, they remind you to do the mitzvahs. That is only relevant by, by day, it's not relevant by night. So by night, there's no, there's no mitzvah of Tzitzis by night. Yeah? Because there's no positive commandments exactly to speak of, not too many, very, very few. So therefore, there's no. Uh, it's not shaykh, a tzitzis, which is going to be reminding you to do the mitzvahs. Okay, so that's the progression over here. From first paragraph of Shema, second paragraph of Shema, to third paragraph of Shema. Once uh, Which the third paragraph is not Shema, it's Mayomer, it's tzitzis. Once you accept Olam Hashemayim, what's the... What are you accepting with your mitzvahs? It's one thing you can consider Hashem to be king, but you, you, you're denying the Torah. You mean the Ratzon to... You put his Ratzon into your selfish circle. What? Yeah. So Malchus, accepting Malchus' mind is, is, is the first. So that, that brings it down, that brings it down into, from... There's different levels. There's levels of recognizing Hashem as king. And then there's bringing it down into, okay, and he's got all these mitzvahs, and here are the mitzvahs, and, and I have to make sure to do these mitzvahs. Now, you could say, well, it's, if you believe in the Torah, you believe in Hashem, it, it, it doesn't lead to it, perhaps, but it still needs to be done. Sounds like if your Ahava gets out of hand, you won't have a Show me a case of time. Okay, so that's... So, th- so that's Vayayim uh, Um The intellectual acceptance of mitzvahs. Um, and then, now the Ramchal here leaves out, I mean, for the third thing he just says is Yitzis Mitzrayim. For the third paragraph, Vayomer, the only thing he focuses on is Yitzis Mitzrayim. He does not address the whole the whole tzitzis thing. Okay, because at the end of the day, that a mitzvah to say to say 
the Parsha of Vayomer. There's a mitzvah to say Shema. There's no mitzvah to say Vayomer. There's a mitzvah to have sisters. There's no mitzvah to say Vayomer. As I understood, it's a very intellectual progression to go from Kabbalah's Olmachus to Kabbalah's Olmitzvahs to Asiyah's Mitzvahs. But, but, however, in Vayomer, there is a Mitzvah Deraisa, which is Zecher Zuchir Zitzis Mitzrayim. And so that's a massive reason to have Vayomer in there, right? And the, so the so that's what the Ramchal is going to be uh, zooming in on, uh, focusing, um, discussing Yitzias Mitzrayim, which is um, most of all tests over here. I guess we'll stop here and we'll pick up next week.